What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pines Podcast. I'm Gobi. With me tonight, Dr. Nagel, Mega Construct, The Leetness, Zero Burn 75. It's been one of those fucking weeks, boys. Yes, it really has. Monitor it just is. took a shit, so I'm using my sons. And, and sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah, do that. And uh, Dr. Niggle is going to talk about some Warframe for like the next hour, I think. That's what we got on the docket, right? Just Warframe? Warf- Warframe? Yeah. Uh, I have a splash screen for this. There we go. Okay. Oh, oh we're getting fancy. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. I hang on. I got talking about. Ah, Warframe. Uh, Warframe. Oh, Warframe. Okay. So, yeah. First of all, uh, yeah, uh, Protea Deadlock pro- uh, Protocol came out, all that. Uh, that was last week. Uh, they updated it this week. So, Protea's got uh, a little bit of a patch. And uh, there's a whole new fucking tab in the dojo decorations that Omega and I discovered. Uh, where it's just like decorations from uh, Fortuna now. So we have Corpus, Grenier, uh, Oricon, Tojo, uh, or Tenno, Natural, uh, Sentient, and I'm probably forgetting one, and now we have Fortuna. So uh, Infested. Infested, thank you. So yeah, that's a, that's a lot of shit to play around with. If you're a dojo decorator, you're going to be pulling your hair out or uh, going nuts for, for a little while there. So yeah, that's that's the Warframe update news. Uh, Warframe Di- uh, Digital Extremes, which is a company that runs Warframe, announced that they're getting rid of their uh, partner program. They're just, they shut the whole thing down. I think it was today. And uh, their partner program is gone, and they're starting up new uh, new programs for content creators. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. They seem to have divided everything into subcategories. So now you're gonna have like some stuff for people that create artwork. You're uh, you're gonna have a group for people that create artwork. You're gonna have a group for people that run fan sites. You're gonna have a group for people that run discords. You're gonna have a group for people that stream Warframe. Uh, they're subdividing, and I'm not sure what they're hoping to accomplish with this. But one of the big things everybody speculates about is it's a great way to drop all of their current partners who have been getting a lot of shit for years, some for years, uh, oh, sp- and for violating sorry. TOS. Bob on PSN, you can heckle zero all you fucking want. Yes. Okay. In fact, you're encouraged to heckle zero. Wait, what? Why are we heckling zero? <laughs> And so the thing about the Warframe partners that have been violating TOS for years is that some of them have been fostering a community of just pure hatred and spite and nasty shit, and DE hasn't done anything about it. And the people have been throwing around the the old nepotism argument. It's like, oh, well, these people are friends, or these people are somewhat related, and uh, yeah, that's why they don't get in trouble. So somebody at DE wised up, hopefully, or maybe they just cracked under pressure and they, you know, they couldn't take it anymore, or it was starting to affect their business, and they're dropping the partners program, they're not grandfathering any partners into the new programs that they're starting up, and they're getting rid of essentially everybody that was partnered with Warframe up to today. And there's one community member in particular that everybody on Reddit knows who they are very glad to see go and really hope that he doesn't come back. Yeah, every content, uh, every former partner is is perfectly allowed to reapply for this new program. But like Doc said, nobody's grandfathered in, so everybody has to go through the same process. And yeah, the uh, shared thought among a lot of people is that it's just a way for DE to get rid of problem people who uh, would have caused a stink uh, if they got just 
fired or cut themselves. So we'll see yeah. how it all turns out. Trying really hard not to name names here or get into anything specific. DE does have an unfortunate reputation, and it's happened multiple times, multiple occasions with a number of people of, like Doc said, letting friends uh, of people who work there get away with murder in an official capacity. Um, there have been a number of quote-unquote scandals among the community about it. So it's going to be interesting. They have an, uh, also an inconsistent history where some of their friends, yeah, as Omega said, get away with murder. Uh, and some other people do something that is tangentially not okay, but nowhere near the same level of assholery, and the hammer just comes down right on them. So this hypocrisy and uh, this, like, turning a blind eye to people that you like has been a thorn in their side for going on four years now. So, yeah. That's, that's D. That's Warframe. That's the state of Warframe, guys! Also, the chat mod program got shut down finally because the chat mod program was bullshit. If anybody who's ever been in uh, region chat and had the misfortune to come across a moderator... Well, they finally made it you could turn it off. They you could finally turn off region chat. Yes, you can. It's so nice. Yeah, region chat. In my account, region chat is gone. I have uh, recruiting chat and clan chat and alliance chat, and that's it. Yeah. So. By the way, if you're a Warframe player and you're listening to this, don't use trade chat. It's a fucking ripoff. Warframe.market. I mean, Go unless there. you want to sell stuff, but you could, I mean. If you, you want to try to, you can do the ripoff yeah. if you want. <laughs> if you want to, remember that one time I went to, I went to trade chat. Someone who was trying to sell a Wukong Prime set for a thousand platinum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was great. Yeah, you can try to do that. You might run across somebody really stupid, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. if you're not looking to get ripped off, don't use trade chat. When is trade chat ever good in any game? Uh, honestly, not yet. I don't know. I've never. Well, it's funny because you know, if since we're talking about warfare, they they have a history of actually like so. There's a special mod in the game called Riven mods, which are basically super stat boosters uh, specific to an individual weapon. Yeah, and each Riven weapon is assigned right, to a particular weapon. Yeah, for the right weapon and the right stat rolls, these things can go for the raw cash equivalent of hundreds of dollars if you were to buy the in-game currency from de like it, what is it doc it's like a hundred dollars for a thousand plat or something it's uh it's a hundred dollars for 4600 plat and i've seen ribbons go for six to eight thousand there was one yeah. ribbon that went for ten thousand for like yeah, i don't know for sure so there was at one point uh, effectively the riven mafia where there was a lot of people who were manipulating the market on Rivens and hoarding the good ones, and, and it was kind of insane. So, yeah, avoid uh, avoid trade chat at all costs. Oh, no, okay, Omega's, uh, Omega's not right, and I'm not right, so correction to that. Uh, $100 in Warframe will get you the equivalent of 2300 Platinum, because it's $200 for 4600 There we go, so, but point... Still stands. Point still stands. Hundreds of dollars of real money that people spend on these things, and I mean, there's been accusations of real money transactions uh, for items and all kinds of heinous shit. So, yeah, it's it is it's wholly ridiculous. 
Just further evidence that the open market fails. <laughs> the open market is exclusively for people who play the open market. Yep. All right, so, yeah, I think that's... I wanted to get into today is game devs or publishers that, you know, we as players appreciate and love. Um, Zero brought up an interesting one. I know you, the rest of you guys probably got some thoughts on this guy as well. Uh, but Zero brought up Blizzard. So let's hear it. Now, as a Zero. company, as a, as a company, as a developer, Blizzard by themselves, not Activision involved, is pre them getting involved with Activision and them standing alone. They actually do listen to the listen to their audience and make adjustments on the fly. Um, you know, recent example was a huge change that was coming to um, that was coming to the new expansion. Everybody hated it. They heard the feedback and within two hours corrected it and fixed it to something that some that one of the major streamers had. Um, suggested. So they've gone from not listening um, because that was the Activision platform to, you know, back to the blizzard of old, which was listening to their people, listening to their community who gave them, you know, the millions upon millions of, you know, game players that they wanted for Warcraft and Hearthstone and things like that. To, and I think that you may see a resurgence if they continue doing that. Um, if they don't, it'll fall off again, but time will tell. Uh, I just keep thinking about uh, BlizzCon 2018. <laughs> yeah, that was a that that was a <laughs> colossal fuck up. I think well, basically, that. I think basically what happened is they realized how out of how out of touch they were with their community, and that made them reevaluate what they were doing. So maybe more recent years, or like more recently, they've started to listen to community. But I mean, 2018, they were for, so far away from their Diablo community that they they had no idea how much of an uproar they were going to cause by announcing a fucking Diablo mobile game. A mobile game at a PC conference. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, I also don't you know guys that... have mobile phones? Do you guys not have assholes? <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't like anal? <laughs> I know, like, you guys used to like Blizzard, too. Like, and so you guys used to love Blizzard from back in the day, like... I, I'm pretty sure all of you, I've heard all of you talk about you know Diablo 2, um, which was kind of Blizzard's heyday as you know whatever. So maybe they're going back to what they were, or you think this is just not so much leap. I mean, in my opinion, I'll wait until I see what Diablo 4 looks like before yeah. I, before they get any kind of. I'm not even going to pre-order that. To be honest, I, I want to see it first and then. Um, before I would have been like collector's edition, let's go. But now, um, I don't know. I, I'm not even. I, I don't even know if I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll pre-order. I'll, pre right there with you. I'll pre-order the collector's edition like a day or two before it comes out. Yeah. So you're you're hopeful that they're changed, but you want to see the proof in the pudding yeah. before you 
you put your money in their pocket. Hundred percent. So the next money they'll get from me will be in like, well, I, I say that I did buy the Shadowlands <laughs> expansion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like right. because wow, wow, so far, win, so far down the rabbit hole that we might as well just call wow, wow, whatever. Well, but in in Blizzard's defense, they actually have kind of done Shadowlands the correct way and not just saying, okay, we're going to go alpha beta release. That's it. They've taken five months on the alpha alone and the beta is probably going to be released the first part of July and then the game won't see a release until Q4, November, December. Yeah, on the on your stream, Zero, but one of the guys said there, have we not been burned enough with old game devs publishing bad games lately? And it's like 100% true. We, well, yeah, we no, I mean, that that is very true. I mean, it, I think we got on a conversation not too long ago, I think it was last week, about how games used to literally come out of the box and it was yep. ready to play. It That was it. You played the game. It had everything Three in it. Three-day one patch. Yeah, exactly. You You never had you know, you never had a day one patch that fixed anything. Period. All it was right. all on the disc. If it was broke, it was broke. But nine times out of ten, if it was broke, it was broke in a fun way. Yeah. So. No, I mean, there's just been a lot of a lot of uh, hate, and there are some that stand out. But honestly, I think Blizzard's one of those ones that's in the middle for me. Uh, I still, I still. I think I have faith in them because of what they've done in the past and they do produce a quality product, but um, yeah, I, I still want to see, I want to see it before I believe it from now on. I think unfortunately Activision is driving a lot of their decisions. We are looking back. I, I specifically am looking back at Diablo three with rose colored glasses because honestly, when Diablo three came out and it had auction house and it had uh, torment or it didn't even have torment levels levels, it just had normal through infernal difficulty. They added monster levels later and auction house was a problem for two years before they corrected it. It was fucking impossible to find a usable legendary in that game. Yeah. No, there was a lot of people that hated Diablo 3. I mean, when it first I, came out... I, I was it, getting it there. Was, uh, okay. Sorry. I was... I, no, no, I'm just saying, you're right. I was getting to the point where I was hating Diablo 3 too. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it was so freaking difficult. And the auction house was like the only way to get a legendary item. It was, yeah. But yeah, so but they they polish it off and it got better and that's the fun the fun game that we all remember was post uh, Rise of the Necromancer. Right, for sure. So, uh, what's Techland? Well, Techland is uh the guys behind Dying Light. They also made the Dead Island games, which were all well received. Um, Dying Light is. It's creeped into one of my favorite games of all time. Um, the story isn't anything amazing, um, but the game itself is basically a platform, and it's great. Um, and the devs, I mean, they've stuck with it for five years, um, plus they're releasing new DLC for it, and they have Dying Light 2 coming out at some point. Um, it's been postponed indefinitely. But uh, every DLC up to this one, like, 
other than like cosmetic ones that you can buy from Steam, like like major DLCs. They did like a year for free. Um, they seem to care. Like they listen. Um, we wanted a suppressed pistol. Uh, when the game came out, it didn't have a suppressed pistol in the game. It was the one thing that you know, pretty much every zombie game has um, in it. Um, and they listened. A couple of years down the road, we got it as a blueprint. It was free for everybody. Um, it's just little things like that that really has made me enjoy them and appreciate the things they do. Um, I ended up buying a copy for my son because he loves the game too. It's just, it's just fun to play. Like the parkour, they nailed it. It reminds me of Brink. Like the movement system is just fluid and smooth and the parkour it just works um you know and of course shooting mechanics are good but that's a different story i think i'm the only one here who has any really dealing with them but uh i played dying loud but i mean um yeah i don't have that much experience with the, the company yeah i mean i bought um obviously the older ones um and the other nice thing is they're they're pro modding community. Um, they love community made mods, um, and they have no issues with them. They even have the game set up so that you can turn off VAC, so you don't get a VAC ban for using mods when you're playing online, so that you can play um, online with other players with mods without having to worry about any consequences. Um, it also keeps you out of obviously lobbies if people don't want to deal with you. They just make sure the vac is on, and you'll never show up. If you do, you get a ban. Um, it's simple as that. If you don't turn off the the vac, you're going to get a ban if you try and play online. Um, so if you mod the game, it's super easy to mod. Um, like I said, the game is like a platform. Um, they do let you do like custom maps for some PvP. They've, I believe, they released the battle royale like spin-off mode. Um, a couple of years back, maybe now, um, based on the Dying Light movement and stuff like that, it might even, it's not part of Dying Light, it's a spinoff game, but, uh, just, you know, they listen to what, you know, their fans want and they give it to them. I mean, I'm a little disappointed with the lack of firearms in Dying Light 2, but I'm a minority, obviously, um, but as long as they're in the game... I can make do with what I need to do because uh, I know it'll be completely moddable. They've already announced that it'll have full mod support, so I'm good as long as they have firearms in the game, which they've been in every other zombie game that they've ever made, so I can't see them completely removing them. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like uh, yeah. it'll be good stuff when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, Dying Light 2 is one of those games I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not going to pre-order it until uh, I see some gameplay. Um, but I'll probably end up picking it up for sure. Um, another game developer that I think more of us have experience with and whatnot is uh, CD Projekt Red. Um, obviously, they did the Witcher series, um, the Witcher 3. Great game. They're also um, the guys behind GOG. Um, which obviously we have 
a lot of respect for him for that. And then the obviously superior, the superior gaming <clears throat> platform. <laughs> the big one coming up is Cyberpunk 2077, which I think pretty much everybody here is pretty excited about. Um, hopefully, it still comes out in November. Doesn't get pushed back again. Did we? Did we yeah. tell you guys that? It yeah, pushed yeah. In yeah we, we did that last podcast, hoping. and then Finn was like, well, they're a dev and their own publisher, so they should be allowed to do that if it means putting out a finished game. Oh, I, I have no problem with them doing it. Like, I just still hope it comes out this year. I know, we're impatient. It's fine. <laughs> I did uh, yeah. watch a review today um, with SkillUp. I don't know if you know SkillUp from... Yep. Yeah, division days or whatever. But um, he did a review on his playtime with um, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and uh, he actually gen- is generally pretty fair when he does his reviews. So he'll tell you outright if it's a piece of shit, and he was pumped. Yeah, I like Skill Up. Like he seems <clears throat> seems like he's fair when he gives reviews. Um, I find myself having to skip a lot of his video because it's just like rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it's it just like rambles. a ramble though. I mean, yeah. he goes he'll go on about gun design for about twenty minutes <laughs> and talk about the trigger and how it looks and you know how it feels and the sound and the way you cock it and the left hand side versus the right hand side. <laughs> so that's it's when fun. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go forward like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm selfish and because I thought it funny, um, I was complete tangent. Uh, it'd be funny to watch him do an Arma 3 review or some shit where it's like super technical anyway, and he could really go into all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee yeah. would love that video. He'd be like, nope, skip, mm, skip, <laughs> skip. Oh, the video's over. Damn it. Uh, I usually just go to the comments and see what people are saying and agree with them. <laughs> right, you either agree or disagree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, GOG, they're making pretty some big strides with their Galaxy, trying to, we won't say they're trying to take on Steam, but I kind of wish they would. Uh, let's yeah. see, as long as we're uh, we're doing this in zero named... Uh, Zero named a basically a dead company. Blizzard does not exist anymore. It's ActaBliz, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cyan, old company that doesn't exist anymore. Cyan was a fucking awesome dev and their own publisher, and they uh, revolutionized 3D graphics in uh, PC gaming with a little title that nobody remembers called Mist. And after Mist was Riven. I remember both. Yeah. Great those puzzle f- games. Yeah, fucking excellent puzzle games that were goddamn beautiful. Those people were like geniuses back in the day when graphics were like 8-bit. P- P- I mean, graphics were okay on PC and everything, but they looked like shit compared to today. And you put Mist or Riven up against some of the graphics today, and you're like, hey, this looks like an indie game that was made a year or two ago. Yeah, it was a good. So, that was a good game. It was, and it was it challenging was. too. It was fun. It was challenging, uh, it had a clever story, it was complete when it came out, and Riven Riven was actually on like four CDs, as I remember. Mist was on one CD, Riven yeah. was on four. I think they it actually is they released, a, 
remastered version of that. I think they released a remastered version of Mist. They absolutely uh, did. Yeah, it's called Mist. Yes, it's called the Masterpiece Edition. I uh, I own it. I have played it. I love it. It is also two ninety nine on GOG currently on a fifty percent off sale. Both Mist Masterpiece Edition and Riven. You should uh, yeah if you. If you have nostalgia berries or you just like puzzle games, definitely get that on GOG because those are excellent games. I was actually able to play through Mist again because I didn't remember how to solve most of those puzzles. (laughs) I remember why I hated myself when I played this game. Mm-hmm. I remember. It, okay, so when I bought Mist, it came in the box with all. It came in the collector's <laughs> edition box that I bought for twenty dollars. Uh, it came with like this book that you. It, had, it was like a notebook for you to write everything down as you went along with it. And I remember in that book, I drew the most elaborate map for one of the puzzles. It's the the submarine puzzle. Anyone who plays the game will remember what I'm talking about, where you have to go in a certain direction. You got like six directions to pick from every single node and you're just going in this labyrinth <laughs> until you figure out your way through it and i drew this whole map trying to figure out how to get through that thing it took it must have taken an entire day to do that yeah I had a, game. oh sorry go no i was gonna say i had a notebook right next to me throughout the entire <laughs> the entire like um riven or and mist series i'd write down notes of like things you have to remember yeah, Riven had some really elaborate puzzles in it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so, you know, so. old games, they came on multiple CDs. They came out around the same time. I believe it was Omnicrom Nomad Soul or A Nomad Soul. Do you guys remember that game? Did you ever play it? Omicron? I, I probably butchered the name. It's I believe it's O-M-I-K-R-O-M. And then it's a nomad soul. Yeah, Omicron, no man's soul. Yeah, it came out around the same time. The only reason I remember is because I got a copy like you did in the box, and it it's on like six CDs, and I literally just came across the packet um, with the CDs in it the other day. Um, I, but I don't ever remember playing it. I own it, but I don't ever remember playing it. So I was just curious. If because it came out about the same time as those, and I remember it being a 3D, like, cyberpunk, or, like, futuristic game. Maybe not cyberpunk, maybe it was futuristic. I remember. Uh, it was... It was actually published, or it was developed by Quantic Dream, but it was published by uh, Eidos, if anybody remembers Eidos. They also did the Thief games, and Square Enix. And Hitman. Yeah. Yep. Also the Hitman games. Yeah, we could probably talk about Square Enix too. They seem to put out some pretty good games and you know I don't I don't understand what happened to Eidos. I, I should probably know more about the downfall of that company, but I think they were just bought. Like I don't I don't know if there was I think Were they just acquired and Square, squashed? I I think Square Enix just picked them up because they make uh because I'm pretty sure they also did the Tomb Raider games, the like the old school like Tomb Raider games oh, were also. I, th- I think you're right. And they're now a Square Enix title, um, and so is I believe Hitman's a Square Enix title as well. Um, but I was gonna say like every Square Enix title that I've played in in recent history has been kind of a throwback to those old games. Like they're complete. They didn't. I don't remember having a day one patch. Like they had a good story. 
um they were just good games i mean final fantasy 15 uh the three tomb raider games um in the trilogy um and the last hitman movie not hitman 2 but or hitman movie hitman game um hitman not hitman 2 uh i mean they were just good games like never had any bugs never had any problems so i mean yeah Ah, uh, the good old days when you could pirate games and not have to worry about getting patches. <laughs> oh, yes. The good old days. Thief. Every- Thief Gold. Thief 2. Those, <laughs> yes. are, the fucking, those are the fucking good titles. Then pirating Thief 3 it. Deadly Shadows came out, and that was bullshit. Pir- pirating Thief games. Hmm. Seems <laughs> ironic. Um, right? Right? <laughs> a fa- a fair turn, I guess, right? Fair turn? I uh, I kept my collector's edition boxes though. They were all collector's editions. We we went over this in the last pod. They were all collector's editions in the 1990s when you bought something for twenty dollars. It was the collector's edition right? that came with all yep. this shit in the box. So I kept it. I'm and looking now at it right you now. pay one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, and ironically, so directly inflation. above that collector's edition is the Diablo three collector's edition crate, which cost me a hundred dollars. Uh, the I've got the collector's edition. Wind. I've got the collector's edition of the original vanilla WoW, and then the three expansions that followed that. And then I stopped buying the collector's editions because it was like, okay, this is a hundred dollars that I'm not uh, <laughs> getting anything out of because it it started off the original WoW was like fifty bucks. It was 50 bucks for the whole deal. And then beyond that, it was, uh, you had to do, let's see here, Burning Crusade was 70 for the collectors. Wrath was, oh my God, Wrath was at least 80. And then I, and Mist, I got the Mist of Pandaria, and it was 120 bucks for that one. So. But yeah, so developers that have been doing things right, yeah, Techland, CD Projekt Red, uh, old Blizzard, old Cyan, and 11-Bit Studios. We talked about 11-Bit Studios in the last podcast. They're the developer and publisher of Frostpunk. Uh, go check that out on GOG. It's an excellent city builder slash survival game. Uh, other things that are going right would be uh, Minecraft Nether. Uh, update 1.16 went live today for Bedrock and Java. Yeah, this is uh well that that was uh the twenty third, so this oh, is actually last week. Last week. Yeah. But as I uh, said today, who writes this crap? <laughs> that wasn't me. Uh yeah, no, it's some of the members have already uh checked it out and stuff. I have not. Um I did get on the server the other day and play around on there. Uh but yeah, it it looks interesting. They've been really adding a lot to the game over the last year. Um, they've really made the water, you know, the whole arenas or whatever, more lifelike with fish and sharks and dolphins and all this stuff. And now they're focusing on the nether. And, yeah, I, it's, I don't even know how old this game is. And to see it get support like this, these, these are developers that, you know, should get our money because they've earned it. And they keep giving us good shit. Yeah. Speaking of uh, old games, 
Didn't you just uh, get a pretty good game and talk Zero into getting it? But it's not getting good reviews on Steam. Oh, we yeah. We should talk about this. Um, Anno 2015 History Edition and Anno 1701 History Edition both came out uh, this past week, and I grabbed 1401, uh, 1404, sorry, I grabbed Anno 1404 History Edition and booted it up and played it, or left it on for about eight hours in a, in a game that I had been going, uh, or I had been playing over five years ago. And it's stable. It works now. Uh, if anybody isn't familiar with the problems that we discussed in our, uh, late, our earlier podcasts with Anno 1404, the old version of the game was for uh, 32-bit systems. It couldn't utilize more than 2 gigabytes of RAM. It was way ahead of its time in terms of graphics and uh, uh, resource management and size. And it has endgame content, for fuck's sake. Endgame content in the game that was published in 2009, before people even cared about endgame and the the whole issue was that you could not play the 32-bit version of that game for longer than an hour or so if you had it on ultra settings or if you had it on a large map or god forbid a huge map the game would just crash uh it could not take it it utilized more memory than it was capable of reading and it, it was heartbreaking because it's a, it's a fundamental economic city resource bill uh, uh economic city builder and it inspired games like banished so if you like city builders and you like resource management games this is kind of the one that gave rise to a lot of the modern games that we play and it still holds up it's still really fucking good and people uh went on steam reviews and were just like oh this is bullshit we have to buy it again for 15 dollars why just because you patched it so it's got 4k graphics and we're just like no and people are complaining that they have to buy it again if they want to play multiplayer with their friends because, you know, everybody has to be on the new updated version. Well, yeah, you do, but you're not going to crash out after an hour or two. And if you ever played multiplayer on the old Anno game, then you know when you crash in multiplayer and you try to reload from an autosave or something, it doesn't work. Disables all achievements for whoever crashed. You have to use the same uh, save game editing trick, which I went over once with Omega, and it was a pain in the fucking ass. I don't know if you even remember that, Omega. Nope. I was uh, really stoked at that period of my life. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you didn't actually have to do it because it's kind of in depth. Uh, the, the signature, one of the, the signature marks of the Anno games is that it's extremely difficult to cheat in that game. You cannot uh, edit your profile outside of the game. You cannot edit save games outside of the game. You cannot easily use memory injectors to find addresses for things in game. Uh, it's really beautifully set up to be anti-cheat proof. Unfortunately, what that means is that if uh, one of your friends crashes out in multiplayer uh, and you try to load back in an autosave, it doesn't work. Uh, your achievements are disabled for your friends, and they have to keep on going playing through the game with some limited functionality because it thinks that they're trying to play on someone else's profile. It was a native flaw with that game because it crashed. Uh, the new version of this game, you don't crash, you don't have to worry about editing your save game anymore. You don't have to go through that whole process, uh, you know, every time one of your friends crashes. So, yeah, $15 is not a big deal for me to be able to play this multiplayer again and not have to worry about the game crashing and have some updated graphics and all the rest of that. It's it's good. It's a solid game. And I hope Zero gets it and uh, has fun with it. But yeah, if you I, feel like going I, I, to Steam I, I, reviews, 
go to the Steam reviews and give the uh, positive reviews a thumbs up because it, this this new version is not deserving of the negative reviews that it's getting. The people leaving negative reviews so far are idiots. Except for the people complaining about foreign languages, that's completely legitimate. Well, if that's the case, they need to go and friggin' say that kind of crap about Civ because literally every NPC in that game speaks a different language. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, but there are subtitles. Yeah, the subtitles are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Brilliant. That's true. You're like, you meet China. You're like, why aren't you speaking English? Because <laughs> uh, they're not English? Exactly. <laughs> that was exactly the first time I heard it. I was playing it. I was like, wait a minute. This isn't right. I don't understand a word they're saying, and I'm reading the subtitles. And then they got to, uh, what was it? Mont oh, God, was it the Aztec? Yeah, yeah Montezuma. And he started speaking, and I was like, okay, I kind of understand what he's saying, maybe a little, but not really. <laughs> Zero speaks uh, ancient Mayan. <laughs> it's one of the languages he right. took at university. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He just sounds so angry. I can I can understand <laughs> Philip of Spain, and that's uh, the one. It wasn't Montezuma. It was it was Spain. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. I, I can understand Philip of Spain because he speaks Spanish, and I took Spanish in school. I can understand uh, Catherine. Uh, who who is that bitch uh, in France who loves spying? I I hate her character, but I can understand her, and I can understand uh, the Carmen version Diego. of it. <laughs> no, close, probably. Yeah, let's just go with that. I can understand Carmen Sandiego, and I can understand um, Eleanor of Aquitaine when she is the French version of Eleanor of Aquitaine. So you can actually play her as France or England, because historically speaking, she was queen of both. Well, okay, you, have, you can have both in the same session, I believe. Yes, you can have. Uh, yeah, you can have Eleanor as England and Eleanor as France. <laughs> That's not confusing at all. Uh, if you're playing, question from chat, yeah, if you're playing uh, in a non-English speaking country and uh, uh, what's it, wait, if you're playing a non-English speaking country, what do the English sound like when you meet with them? They speak English. Uh, so, well, it's, it's funny because if you get, if you're playing one of the non-English speaking and Teddy Roosevelt pops up, yeah, I, I giggle uncontrollably because it's like, oh my god, why did they just hire Robin Williams to do this? Yeah, yeah. so if you get Teddy Roosevelt, he speaks English. Who's the other guy that, uh, well, uh, 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 Queen Victoria speaks English. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, John, John. Well, there's the Canadian, there's the uh, Australian. Uh, the Australian, that's the guy I'm trying to remember. His first name's John, I forget his last name. Uh, he speaks English. There's there's no Canada. There's no Canadia in uh, Civ Six yet, is there? Uh, no. Maybe just wishful thinking. There should be. Canadia deserves it. Canadia definitely deserves it. This poor. Yeah, they should have Justin Trudeau as their uh, Civ Six oh, guy. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's just stunningly handsome, and he smolders the entire time. <laughs> Uh, oh, that would be uh, great. Yeah. Oh, Canada, so, Duty's getting an update. Our home and native land. <laughs> yeah, what about, what about Call of Duty? Getting an update. Oh, and guess what? It's 22 to 36 gigabytes. Who would have guessed? I mean, right? They I mean, really, that's, that's what an yeah. update needs to be. Um, 
Okay, so actually, I'll talk about this because I actually play Call of Duty. Uh, Warzone is going to be 200 player lobbies, which is a limited time mode, which is four teams of 50. Um, that sh- might be interesting for those of you that play that. Um, but also, if you own Modern Warfare, there's you get a new gun because we really need a 50 caliber sniper rifle in a Call of Duty game. That is that is what we needed, folks. That I mean, why, why exactly wouldn't you? Right, a semi-automatic 50 caliber, you know, anti-tank sniper rifle. That is what we need in a Call of Duty game. Wait, wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. I need that in my real life. Why yeah. wouldn't you want it in a Call of Duty game? Nothing makes your well, penis feel quite as big as 50 caliber. It's true. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, sure. I mean, it's the in your home, it's fine because it's stationary. It's not going anywhere. I mean, you're not running around with it. Like, you're never going to run around with that, game, that gun and sling it up to your... I, I get it. Okay, Call of Duty's not whatever realistic. But still, it's totally unnecessary in the game. Like... There's um, other sniper rifles that are more than adequate for the size of the maps. V99 in chat wants to know if you need two people to carry it. I assume he is talking about your penis. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. The the Barrett 50 cal. Uh, no, one one person can carry it, but um, <laughs> they're definitely not going to shoot it standing up. I thought you were going to uh, follow that up with, but they're definitely going to need an extra person to carry the, pe- the penis. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Not Gobi. Gobi's too clean cut for that. Leadness just has a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there's also a new map, too. Um, yep. Cheshire Park. Yep. And a new game mode, Team Defender, which is just back from the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, which, yeah. And, of course, more things in the store for you to buy with real money. Because you need to do of that, course. people. Go in and buy stuff in the Support the developer. Uh huh. Um, support these 36 gigabyte patches. Um, why there's 36 gigabytes? If somebody could explain to me with a damn good reason why I need to download a 36 gigabyte patch every two weeks for this game, I would love it. Poor I really architecture. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I was I was gonna go with uncompressed 4K textures. I mean, it could be 4K textures if you're getting new maps, I guess, maybe. But, I I don't know, like 30 gigs for one map? Jesus Christ, the game that, would have to be, like, a, a terabyte. Well, it's damn close. It's, hold on. <laughs> it's like two, almost, it's over 150 gigs at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not uncompressed 4K textures. <laughs> that's just bad architecture and them having to replace like huge files instead of modules. Yeah, I mean it, the the crossplay is really pretty, and the you know they're nice, and the game's pretty, but you know it's Ubisoft. it's Gears of War four all over again. Ubisoft is also trying out battle royale with uh oh yeah you... hyperscape. Hyperscape yeah. is a brand new free-to-play sci-fi first-person shooter. PC release date will be July 12th, and it will be uh, cross-platform support down the line. So I haven't seen anything about this. Uh, I haven't play either. Um, from the screenshots, it 
kind of it's like a futuristic it's a sci-fi FPS battle royale yeah yeah, it seems like an Apex yeah. competitor, basically. Good luck with that. Yeah. I think Apex is better. This one does seem to take place in a city, though, as opposed to a giant yeah. playground. I'm just enjoying the sort of evolution we've seen over the course of the FPS space. Just the, the sort of the trends. Like, the original PUBG had a very cert, uh, specific trying-to-be-realistic kind of aesthetic. And then we went like the super deep end on the other side with Fortnite. Then Apex got big with the futuristic take. And uh, there's Call of Duty, and now there's uh, this coming out. It's just been kind of an interesting journey. You know, if somebody would take like the atmosphere from Apex, uh, the setup from Call of Duty, and some, you know, like. Uh, there's something else from PUBG, not the frying pan, <laughs> but something else. There was like game mechanic or whatever, and mash them all together. Like it would be like the perfect battle royale game for those people. I feel, but nobody's done that yet. Yeah, I think it's difficult for you to get a different to get a. Uh... A platform to launch that shit. I mean, PUBG was kind of a happy accident, and it got enormous. Uh, Apex had much more of a marketing budget, and it still... I don't believe it's done as well as PUBG yet. Um, Fortnite, on the other hand, was... I think because it was backed by Epic, and Epic had established a name for themselves, yeah, it uh, probably got to be the biggest battle royale. Fortnite overcame yeah, PUBG, sure. right? Oh, yeah. For, for yeah, there you go. It still is. I mean, he basically PUBG died. Hmm. Well, it's still around. It actually, apparently, it has crossplay now. Um, yeah, but like, it's never. It, it's its heyday has come and gone. It was once the oh, yeah. king of battle royales. It is so far from holding that title now. Fortnite yeah. is still king. Apex is got a probably bigger player base than it does right now. Yeah, it stays in the. Uh, in the limelight are gone. That kind of segues, you know, PUBG kind of segues into one of the other topics on our list. You know, it was when PUBG initially came out, it was huge with specific streamers. Um, one of those being uh, Dr. Disrespect. I mean, and he's uh, up to recently, of course, he was he was playing that quite frequently. And what happened to Dr. Disrespect this last week? Go on. Do go on, Zero. (laughs) Well, it appears that he was banned. There is a lot of speculation and rumor as to why he was banned. I have not heard anything official. All I've seen is clickbait titles on YouTube and haven't actually seen anything firm. Um, I know, I believe, Omega, you said earlier that there was a rumor that you had heard. Uh... Was it you or was it somebody else that said they had heard a rumor? Might well, there's me. been a ton of rumors. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Keemstar? Keemstar put out the most ridiculous one to date. Uh, that was... Well, I mean, it's so... Keemstar. It's kind of nonsensical. We can get into... Well, let's, let's say the, the actual truth and the facts first. 
this past Friday, Dr. Disrespect's uh, channel disappeared from Twitch. His little uh, chat icons were also removed. All of his subscribers were refunded their money. That is a very solid indication that Dr. Disrespect has been banned from Twitch, and it is permanent. Twitch has not actually come out and said that. They keep on coming back with the same PR uh, sentence, just copy pasta, which is, you know, we, uh, whatever, you can read it. Uh, it's, it's very nondescript. It's just sort of like bullshit about their community standards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the only uh, indicator, or the only like definite thing that it is banned and it is a permanent band came from Slash and uh, one other uh, person on Twitch who are inside. They are PC gaming news insiders or streaming insiders, and they claim that yes, this is a ban. Yes, it is permanent. Yes, they have either an idea or some idea of why, but it is a sensitive topic, and they don't feel comfortable commenting about it, so they're not going to say anything. Uh, Dr. Disrespect's wife put out a statement the next day that thanked the community for their love and support and uh, said that there was no one better than uh, the Dr. Disrespect's community. Uh, Dr. Disrespect himself came out on Sunday and said, Twitch has not made clear to me why uh, I was banned uh, from handshakes all around and uh, all the rest of that. So those are facts. That is uh, what we know. Uh, also, uh, Slash has indicated that Dr. Dis uh, Dr. Disrespect's uh, Discord partnership has also been terminated. So those are actual things that happened. Now, around that have been uh, constructed some completely wild conspiracy theories, one of which came from Keemstar, and that was when Mixer shut down, Ninja and Shroud uh, had their contracts paid off. So the theory goes that Ninja and Shroud are considering making a new streaming platform under Spotify. And this is a good thing because they like to play music during their streams. DMCA is a very real thing for streamers. But if you're playing under Spotify, Spotify is a music, uh, or music company. So very easy for them to give streamers options to play music. That could eliminate DMCA. It's a nice idea for a streaming platform. But this is just Ninja and Shroud. Keemstar claims that Dr. Disrespect tried to get in there with uh, 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 Ninja and Shroud, and that was a violation of his contract with Twitch, and that's why they let him go. I personally think that that's bullshit, because in March of this year, Dr. Disrespect signed a multi-million dollar deal with Twitch to be an exclusive Twitch streaming partner. Multi-million dollar game. Dr. Disrespect himself described it as a life-changing amount of money. Why would he throw that away? That makes no sense to me. So that was Keemstar's conspiracy theory. That's the one that I find the most ridiculous. I don't know if you got more, Omega. I am not Keemstar. That was random. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Gobi's not Keemstar. <laughs> so, sorry. Long-standing joke. Uh, my daughter's brother um, calls me Keemstar. Apparently, he thinks I look like him, so he claims that I'm Keemstar. And it was just hilarious that you guys brought up Keemstar, and you had no idea that about that at all. That's nope. what it refers to. Keanu listens to the so <laughs> she was gonna like, she's gonna laugh her ass off when he gets brought up, and uh, Caden will get told about it. So, yeah, hi, Caden. <laughs> All right, Omega.
Huh? I don't no. know if you had any, if you heard any. <laughs> no, I said, I said you pretty much covered it. Okay, so there you go. We have no idea why Dr. Disrespect was banned from Twitch, and none of us are speculating until there's some official statement, because it does no one any favors to speculate on things that they don't know. Yep, nope. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there was one guy who uh, was streaming uh, when the news broke, and he was uh, at least acquaintances with Dr. Disrespect, and he texted him uh on stream and asked him what happened and when he got a response he laughed and you know made it seem like it was no big deal it could have all been a you know a play who knows uh but yeah no one knows anything uh, another one of Dr. Disrespect's acquaintances was on stream and talked about it briefly and said, it might have been the same guy, actually. He said, I texted Doc when it happened, and Doc just said, I don't know, they haven't told me. Uh, and that's it. So, yep. Keep refreshing those news feeds. Maybe somebody will make a statement. But Twitch isn't saying anything, and uh, Doc's friends aren't saying anything, and Doc isn't saying anything, his wife isn't saying anything. They just, they do not know. Um, at the same time, Twitch has been cracking down on uh, a lot more serious matters. Uh, many of their streams, and this is not exclusive to Twitch, this is the entire gaming world has been cracking down uh, in light of the Me Too movement on streamers who have been accused of sexual misconduct and uh, staff in their, uh, their streaming organizations or their parent organizations who knew about it and were trying to keep things quiet. So some some other uh, high-profile uh, streamers have been let go. Uh, if anybody keeps up with uh, what was the what's the fucking method? Method yeah. is a, a streaming group based out of the UK. They are really big into WoW. Their uh, entire community and their business have pretty much dissolved in the past week because of uh, sexual harassment allegations revolving around one of their members, Method Josh. And, yeah, that's one example of a lot of uh, streamers that have gone down. And other people know this uh, about these topics better than I do. So I'll shut up. I mean, it's... It, it, I know Asmongold and uh, Bellular Gaming, uh, two of the bigger uh, WoW uh, streamers on YouTube, uh, both have said, you know, we we knew nothing of this, but... Uh, from what it sounds like from them, uh, potentially the higher-ups at Method knew about this, and that's part of the reason why they're falling apart. Um, Their CEO did release a statement on Twitter that basically said as much. They were aware that something was going on, and they should have done a more thorough internal investigation over it, but they basically tried to pass it off to the police, or they trusted their employee, uh, when he said the police are looking into it, and that was as far as it went. So yeah, that was a colossal failure on management's part, for sure, and they've admitted that, or one of them has. One person who was directly accused was the head uh, of FaZe Clan, like the uh, the founder and CEO. Good lord. And that's huge. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I actually uh, knew one of the guys who was named by uh, in an accusation uh i worked with him 
Uh, he was a, a commentator at a, a Fortnite tournament that I produced. And uh, it's just kind of crazy that, you know, even in like the little tiny bit that I've been involved in the uh, gaming world in a professional capacity, I've ended up coming across somebody who was uh, being a scumbag. So it's a, I don't know, we're, we're an adult clan for adult gamers. And I know some of you guys have kids out there. Gobi, you do. Uh, I know many people in this clan do. And, you know, it's just be aware of what your kids are doing. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with kids gaming, but uh, parents do have a responsibility to... Gobi's got good, solid rules for his kids. Parents have a responsibility to take an interest in what their children are doing and pay attention to what their children are doing when they're gaming, especially if they're gaming with other people. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll fucking say it, for all that we like to poke fun at Gobi, the dude is an excellent dad, just hearing him talk about his kids and the amount of time that he spends with them, and you just follow his lead. Be a part of your kids gaming, you know, pay attention to what they're doing. And maybe don't let them play. Maybe don't let them play all the M for Mature titles. I mean, six year olds playing Deadpool, maybe not a great idea, but apart from that, great dad. Yeah, yeah, I will I will say most kids probably shouldn't. Um my kid yeah, I might be biased, but uh Loki he's a good kid and uh he knows the difference. He understands um, the difference, which you know makes me feel good. And um, he looks forward to it's something you know we do together, and we look forward to. Um, and they brought Doctor Nagel brought up my rules <clears throat> and whatnot, and I actually had a discussion with another member um, who was on council um, earlier this week about it, and um, just kind of brief him. Um, my first rule is my kids are not allowed to add any friends unless I approve them. Um, and I, I, you know, look at the kid, like, it's not like, Oh, just look at their name and say, yeah, okay. You know, like they either need to know this person in person or I need to know them. Um, <clears throat> two, they're not allowed to use voice chat unless it's approved by me. Um, I manually go in and turn off all voice chat. Like in Fortnite, the voice chat is disabled. Um, on everything so if they go in to play a battle royale game um they can't hear anybody they can't talk to anybody like they're completely cut off um from whatever unless it's approved by me um now like you know my kids like to play together um because they span a huge age range and um caden again he's like a steps onto me um and then obviously my daughter and my my youngest son will all play together. So obviously then they all go into discord and mic up and stuff and they're in voice chat and whatnot. Uh, but I don't let them use in game voice. Um, number three, they're only allowed to game when it has been approved by me. Um, and you know, as a GS member, if you're like me and you have a teenage kid or whatever that plays games with you, a lot of GS members aren't going to care. Like they're the, you know, but be respectful and ask first. I know it seems silly, but don't bring them into. Obviously, they're not allowed into voice chat in here. But you know, if you're going to play with other GS members and you want your kid to play, most members aren't going to care. But please ask first. Um, my son's played with everybody in this podcast. 
Um, but I've known these guys for a long time, and you know, <clears throat> I trust them with my kids. They know they're good with kids too. I mean, they talk a lot of shit, all of them. But when my kids are around, they're like uncles, and they treat them the way they should be. And you know, these guys are all model members as well when it comes to playing with kids. So, and uh, Doctor Niggle also brought up the whole young guns thing, and I had brought it up. It is something we're looking into, but obviously with kids and internet and adults, we got some shit we need to figure out before that goes live. Yeah, um, some, some thought needs to be put into that before we implement a Young Guns program because we do want uh, parents and kids to be able to play together in GS, but we want, uh, at least on the administration side, we want a system to all but guarantee a safe community to do that in and we need some uh we need some regulation before we we kick that in yeah for sure it also should be noted that legally i am considered an adult child so it's fine when i play (laughs) with your kids (laughs) oh i could make some comments but Oh, right now. <laughs> we rip into you all the fucking time. You can rip into me. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, so, speaking of the streaming <laughs> shit, uh, Mixer is apparently gone. Microsoft is closing its doors and saying, fuck you, we're going to put everything on the Xbox Series X coming in August. And Tencent says, we're going to step in and take over streaming. Did I cover it? Tencent. Yeah, Tencent, the Chinese company. They also released their knockoff Cyberpunk 2077 FPS this week at whatever gaming conference. Uh, all all glory. The to Tencent, Tencent Gaming Conference. Yeah, the Tencent <laughs> Gaming Conference. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that and, and sending it to your, uh, your little chat just because I knew it was... Uh, I, don't was your like, I don't like Tencent. I know, but your response was just uh, somebody it was, needs to read it. It was probably something inappropriate. Um, Tencent can Tencent. suck a lead pipe. <laughs> From you, Doc? No. Yeah. And apparently, uh, Leetness's brother rode his bike up a hill and beat him. I also said that if uh, the Tencent game, what is this Tencent thing called? Sin? S Y N. Open world FPS yeah. cyberpunk <laughs> game. Its build is an open world cyberpunk game. Uh, and I said, yeah, if it gets a, a China release, look forward to be there being very strict gender roles, no gays, and no dick <laughs> physics. <laughs> and what's a uh, game? Yeah, and what is a game without dick physics? We right? won't. We won't go into the rest of that discussion. <laughs> it's not yet. If it doesn't have dick physics, I'm not playing it at this point. <laughs> Fucking Conan ruined it for us. So no no map voting. Yeah, no map voting either. All right, so does that pretty much cover everything? Uh, Can we get to the roundtable? I want Linus to be around for the roundtable. Uh, yeah, we. I guess. I mean, if you're anybody's interested, apparently the Xbox Series X uh, launches in August, which I'm assuming is the low end version of this year's console release. Correct. The, cheap one. It's the cheaper version. Xbox uh, X. The only problem I have with this is them closing all the retail stores because that kind of fucking sucks. But, yeah. So I does the coronavirus. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, what yeah. do you gotta do? All right. Um. Yeah, Doctor Neagle, that that one's all you. You can no, read it. Read it. Read read it, Gobi. <laughs> Uh, I'm delegating this to somebody else. No, you're not. Kirby, <laughs> you are the roundtable reader. It must be you. You are you are the leader of this shit show. Do it. <laughs> so, no. fluffy boobs or baby dicks? Which do you for, prefer to cuddle? Oh, I, I mean, okay. I'm sorry. Fluffy bunnies or baby ducks? Well, we know which one you would have lacked in the previous question. <laughs> yeah. L-B-D. Oh, hey, Gobi's Took that in a really weird place, Kobe. <laughs> I, I, I was I'm trying to end them. this on a lighthearted, <laughs> family-friendly note, and you just had to ruin the entire podcast. Dude, it's my family. I, they're already all fucked up, so what? what's the point? The point is, everyone that Kobe likes it elbow deep, because he ain't no bitch. <laughs> And fluffy boobies are the best, hands down. Anyway, yeah, fluffy bunnies or baby ducks? Which do we prefer to cuddle? Gobi? I, I'm i not really a cuddler, so... Fluffy ducks? <laughs> well, you uh, can't I, fuck them. Fluffy, yeah. fluffy ducks. Um, fluffy, fluffy ducks? How, how do you get a fluffy duck? Just Little, little ducklings, you. little baby ducks. They're all fluffy. They're very fluffy. <laughs> They are pretty I, I feel, I personally am <laughs> of the opinion that a bunny is going to be more cuddly than a baby. Like, fluffy baby ducks might be cuter, but if we're talking cuddle factor here, I'm going with the the fuzzy bunny. The fluffy bunny. Hands down. Yeah, the fur on a, a bunny is much softer. Right? And they're nice to hold, and they don't have the, like a hard beak that's going to I mean, did we ask for Fluffy's consent before we just asked if we would prefer to cuddle him? Uh, I called him, but not on a phone, so he probably didn't hear me. I mean, ah. well, he always would approve anywhere. He he approves any kind of uh, anything okay. that makes Kobe uncomfortable. <laughs> Honestly, the Fluffy that I know, I have no <laughs> doubt that he would approve. Yep. Well, the only thing I disapprove of is him not having a mic so he can join us on these again. You know what, I've been a year now? I mean, it's been a year, man. <laughs> like, well, oh, over that, I mean, he played Division with us in like 2015, 2016. His, his kid has been three years old for almost half a decade now. <laughs> it's like, it's like Bonnie and Family guy, she was pregnant for how long? <laughs> Either uh, have the baby or don't. <laughs> maybe he just keeps popping them out, and he's basically got like twelve kids now, and they keep on every year. There's another three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> they just come that out three will, years old. Get to a really weird place, and I don't know how comfortable I am with it. <laughs> oh god, that was good though. Uh, is it, anyway. Was it was it worse of a place than when he posted that Zootopia pic the other day from Leetness? No, that was it, fine. It, it, no, that was perfectly fine. That's normal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> normal for Leetness? Uh, zero. Zero, yeah. Did you say Fluffy Bunny or uh, Baby Duck? I'm more, I'm more of a dog person myself. I know, you but... Gotta you gotta answer know. the question. Oh, gotta, God. Yeah. I, I I would say fluffy bunnies. 
Hey. Fluffy bunnies. We're a lot of us are going uh, fluffy bunny here because I I'd probably go fluffy bunny as well. Just to be contrarian, I'm gonna go baby duck. You see, the thing is, like, it depends on the situation. If I knew this duck was not or bunny was not gonna last long, then I'd pick duck because I like duck more than I like bunny to eat. Oh, wow. wow! He took that to an extremely <laughs> dark place. Uh, what you know? What actually, baby duck is probably some sort of French cuisine. I wouldn't put it past if anyone was to do it. It would be the French. I mean, Ron White did say that baby duck pussy lip tacos are better than wagyu beef. So, jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, ducks are also pretty good. Uh, no, that's geese. Never mind. Uh, God dogs. Fucking Canada gooses. Oh, geese. Yeah, geese are fucking vicious. Yeah. Like, if you want a good god dog, get a goose. And just stick it in your yard. <laughs> yeah. Why oh, not Jesus. a gander? Yeah, exactly. There you go. We're learning terminology now. And uh, geese are tasty. Geese are tasty. Do you know you're not allowed? Uh, you're not allowed to eat swan or kill a swan in the UK because the Queen owns all of them. <laughs> that's that's interesting to know. Did you know that in uh, Florida it is illegal to tie your pet alligator to a fire hydrant? Well, that that just makes sense. <laughs> Anywhere but a fire well, hydrant. Many... A fire hydrant has legitimate uses. Right. Yeah. I mean, how the firemen gonna get to it? Exactly. You don't want the fireman showing up to put out a blaze that some meth head started and seeing somebody's alligator attached to the fire hydrant and just being like, nope. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's that's almost as weird as um, in the state of Virginia, you're technically not allowed to have sex with socks on and the lights on. That's, un that's completely unenforceable. I mean, <laughs> but it's also quite reasonable. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say the same thing. I think it should be a law. Like, that's, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. Going on with, like, bullshit laws from uh, 200 years ago, in the state of Massachusetts, you can technically get a fine for not wearing a hat in church. Nice! If you're a, if you're a man. Uh, I can live with that. <laughs> I wear hats everywhere. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about that law, as far as I know. But yeah, there we go. Fluffy Bunnies wins. Hands down. Fluffy Bunnies, everybody loves. Baby ducks, also cute. Maybe not to cuddle with, maybe just to watch them waddle around the yard. That's kind of yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. Good times. So yeah, we went from uh, gaming news to uh, Twitch bans to uh, sexual assault to Fluffy Bunnies. Baby ducks. Fluffy uh, Bunnies for baby ducks. Our circle is complete. <laughs> perfectly logical segues on every single one of those. Yeah, it really made a lot of sense. We're getting really good at this podcasting thing, guys. That's why we're, we're hundreds of millions there. of people listen to us each week. Oh, <laughs> actually, there's another thing I want to touch on. Uh, so, we are Wait, another thing Apex that Kobe right? wants to touch on? Yes, he, he, of he does. God damn it, Kobe, we're going to get me too'd. I don't gonna yeah, get anyway. me too'd. Stop it. So, uh, me too. I'm not worried about that. Uh, so the Steam sale is obviously on. Um, and you guys were talking about Apex Legends, which is also coming to Steam. And, but it's set in the Titanfall universe. And we kind of talked about this in earlier podcasts, about how Titanfall 2 came out like at a really bad time. And plus it was on Origin, so it didn't really catch at all. 
on PC and it's got, you know, a small following on console, but right now it's like one of the top selling games on Steam. It's been on Steam for a couple of weeks now. It has over 8,000 reviews and it's overwhelmingly positive. Um, it's 9.89. Well worth picking up for that price. It's got a campaign and co-op and then of course the multiplayer shooter as well. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun, and it's a really good game. Respawn did a really good job with it, and I think if it had been released on Steam, we'd already have a Titanfall three and not an Apex Legends. But yeah, has anybody else played it? Or am I the only one? What are we talking about? <laughs> I lost him about halfway through that. Yeah, fuck off. All right, peace out, boys. <laughs> Goodbye. Later, everybody. Bye, Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Such a great ending. Penis.